Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Transmission. Uh, episode 31! We're past the big 3-0. We've got 31 episodes under our belt after this one. Um, I'm Jeff. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Dom. And, you know, we could go on like this. We've been doing it like this for a while now as I peek my microphone, as always. Uh, but I think, you know, we did 30 episodes, kind of just the two of us, uh, right? Mainly just the two of us. We had a few episodes there with a couple people, but... Yeah, like the first uh, two, I think, or something. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's time to to change it up for the 31st episode uh, and move forward. So uh, I, I am pleased to... Uh, present to to welcome uh let me make sure i have the right thing selected uh welcome to the rogue transmission for the first time ever and the first time we've done this in a long time christian what's going on everybody <laughs> good morning to everybody there we go uh, and i should have loaded up like a sound effect or over but but i hope you guys are starting off well yeah so yeah, we finally have a third person on, on the show for once. Um, and yeah, hoping to have some, some fun conversations today. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank Christian, you. Christian, who yeah, are you? Welcome. What, what do you tell us about yourself? I'll put you on the spot here. Of course. I am a human on Earth, um, on the, <laughs> the flat Earth. I mean, uh, oh. sorry is the wrong thing. I'm just kidding. No. Wow. Um, Make it a statement. No. Yeah, <laughs> just, everybody just clicked exit right now. Just, how could you say something so bold yet so brave? <laughs> no, um, so I'm a recent uh, marketing graduate from Fresno State, but also an aspiring actor. That's my biggest passion, I'd say, uh, right now. And so had the pleasure of uh, working with the two of you, Jeff and Dom, to uh, take some pictures, the headshots, and um, hopefully be working on some creative, creative stuff. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. I always find it weird referring to um, headshots as headshots. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna go take some headshots. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're only somebody yeah, paid just... us a lot of money to go take some headshots. <laughs> you know, uh, rack, racking up the count. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is weird, and it's I don't know why they still call it that. I mean, it's really like even even going past that, like actually headshots. It's not. It's not even that. Actually, headshots. But I don't know. Yeah, weird... I mean, I feel like if you're doing actual headshots, like profile photos for like yeah. LinkedIn or something, then it's actual headshots. But I know like what yeah. we did, it was a lot of like, you know, tor upper torso up, not just like, you know, yeah, ID and... card. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even even for like auditions, it's like, oh, please bring your headshot. And it's like, oh, okay. And like, oh, we really wanted a torso, like a full, like half, yeah. you know. And like, they want it. it's like, that. it's just one of those things that. You know, it's it's too ingrained in the in the uh, vocabulary, so we're not going to change it. Yeah, yeah. Even for me, I've always found the word "shoot" or "shooting" was kind of mm -hmm. weird, because yeah. um, like to the to this you know general person, if you were to be out in public, like yeah, we're going to do some shooting tomorrow. You know, we're going to shoot that person tomorrow. They're like, what? <laughs> yes, like, no, 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 we're going to go film. It's just another weird technical term. <laughs> That's yeah. why I've gotten away from using that term "shooting." I'm going like, oh, we're gonna go film. We're gonna take photos tomorrow. It's like exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially now the days. I mean, you gotta be careful. Phrasing is very important. The phrasing gotta be PC. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, 
I guess we'll we'll just get get started here. Uh, Dom, I could go with your first topic, but I feel like, you know, you always have your say in this podcast. Let's go, WandaVision, um, which I was going to talk about anyway. So you okay, know, yeah, works for me because uh, I. My wife and I actually just finished WandaVision like yeah. last last week, so finally I'm caught up on on one of the shows. Um, still haven't we, we started Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We, we got okay. through the first episode, cool. uh, but we haven't watched any more yet. So, um, but yeah, WandaVision, uh, Christian, what what do you want to talk about? Um, well, because I had known I had knew that you had just finished it, so I was like, well, we can't talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, so let's talk about WandaVision. Um, I liked it. It was a good show. Um, and of course, being the first, you know, show uh, from that Marvel was doing was kind of like that big, kind of a big deal to me at least. And um, to see how they were going to pull it off and how it was going to go, what direction, because obviously with um, Vision that we knew uh, was no longer with us in the main MCU films. And we're like, okay, how is this going to work with Wanda and everything like that? And so I personally, like the first couple episodes, I kind of had my you know, the gears rolling and seeing like, okay, how is this going to play out? Is it, you know, Wanda doing something? Is, you know, the sword agency doing something? So I kind of wanted to get your your thoughts. Like, what, what were you thinking those first few episodes? What was going on? Uh, the first few episodes reminded me of, have you played Fallout 3? I've already told Dom this, but I have not. Fall- ah, okay. Well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> There's a mission in Fallout 3 where you, you basically... You go into this, like, pod, and it's almost like a VR pod, and it teleports you into this virtual world. And this virtual mm-hmm. world is, like, this, like, 50s, 60s, like, sitcom thing. You know, everything's perfect. Okay. It's all black and white. And then it gets really dark. You start, like, murdering people, essentially. <laughs> and so it reminded me a lot of that. And, and yeah, I was constantly through the first episode. I was waiting for something to happen, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, I, I definitely appreciated near the end there when it starts to get a little like crazy, like uh, yeah. stop it, like stop it, stop mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and that that's that's my jam. I like it when things get weird like that. Um, yeah. But it definitely took me a minute to get into it um, because that style of show. Uh, well, I mean, one, I'm not a sitcom kind of person anyways, right? Even modern sitcoms. Okay. I, I can't really get into it. Yeah. And um, so, you know, going back to like that era even further, it's like, ah, you know. Uh, so I think it was definitely more of a push to get through the first episode and maybe the first couple episodes, but I was still like kind of oh, wow. hooked. Like it was one of those like, I have to force myself to get through it, but I'm also interested in what's going to happen, you yeah. know, uh, especially after the second episode, it started to get really weird. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, like I kind of knew a little bit going into it, like what to expect and what it was about. I mean, the, I can only avoid the internet for so long, you know, before finding out some details. Yeah, um, makes sense. so I kind of knew that it was like, yeah, it's Wanda creating her own like world. Um, mm-hmm. And actually going into it knowing that it was like, oh yeah, I could totally see this is like she is a very broken individual who lost everything, Definitely. and it's just kind of trying to create her safe space and, and her, you know, her perfect world uh, to deal with her uh, trauma, Just essentially. cope through um, it, yeah. And, and I like where they took it and, like, these people are under, like, kind of like a mind control, but that they're aware of it and they just yeah. can't control themselves. It, it went to... Uh, I like that direction. 
Yeah. Uh, so overall, by the end, I was really, really happy with it. And um, to give you some context, I'm the the only way that I've really been introduced to these characters is through the movies. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. a comic person, so I have not read anything about these characters beforehand. Yeah. Um, so anything that they introduce in the shows or in the movies is really the only way that I've been exposed to this material. Of course. Um, yeah. But it was still really interesting near the 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 end. Um, I, I guess obviously if it wasn't obvious already, spoiler warning. There's your formal warning. Um, but you know her being the the Scarlet Witch, and it's like this big, almost like Armageddon style, you know, prophecy mm-hmm. thing. Um, and yeah, I'm curious what they're gonna do beyond this. You know, we have uh, New Vision, whatever his name actually is in the MCU. White Vision, I don't know. White Vision, pure Vision redeemed. Yeah, <laughs> Vision the White. Vision, I don't know. Vision resurrected. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I mean, it's funny. Like, first of all, like the Scarlet Witch thing. It's I didn't know this. I just found this out like a week ago. Um, apparently, because Scarlet Witch, I haven't read the comics for about Scarlet Witch and Vision. I've only read. A handful of MCU characters, but um, Scarlet Witch is an X Men apparently, and um, because of the whole you know Fox deal that they couldn't call her Scarlet Witch during you know those first MCU movies, Age of Ultron, all that stuff. So that was that's why it was such a big deal to call her that. I had no idea. Um, but what they're gonna do next? Um, there's the Doctor Strange into the multiverse or whatever that movie is called. It's gonna have her in it, and she I guess tweeted out um, saying that uh, like this is gonna be like super like she said this is gonna be bonkers. It's super crazy and like all that stuff. So I'm guessing her new story is gonna be in that movie with Doctor Strange, which is gonna be super trippy. It's it's interesting to think about where they're gonna go with. Uh... Especially with that movie, but like the Spider-Man movies and stuff. Now that mm-hmm. you know the the acquisition of Fox and then the the deal with Sony, um, it's like Disney's really able to merge all these properties together. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious where they're going to take it, especially with the the X-Men stuff, uh, which I I haven't seen but I know of. Um, okay. And like where they're going to go, like with with those characters in that universe, are they going to be like, okay, that was its own thing, we're going to put it to the side, and now we're going to yeah. do our own stuff you know yeah they're just like are they just trashing what came before like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah well the interesting thing is like they're they're really teasing us with the x-men stuff right so like with her brother that's not her brother in Mm -hmm. the show that guy played quicksilver in the fox movies and he comes in essentially playing the same character, but it's not the same character. That was the biggest trip That's of the why show. He looked familiar. I was like, yeah. this dude looks so familiar. Because yeah. I, I've seen some clips from from the X Men movies, and I was like, but where have I seen him from? That's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I remember the day that came out that episode. There was like this whole thing, like this over the shoulder shot of like you know she looks at him through the door, yeah. right? And that was a, kind of a spoiler, but I didn't know who it was. But I kind of suspected because I saw silver hair. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to bring in this guy. But I, I didn't know for sure. Um, and then in the kind of like series finale where they go in, into her past and like what happened, right? There's that whole story of her and her brother hiding under the bed. And yeah. she starts reaching out, right? I guess that what was that that it kind of explained like she caused the bomb to not explode so some people were theorizing like oh so she's essentially had powers all of her life yeah so some people are wondering like oh does that mean that she's an x-men 
or a mutant basically by definition, but they're just not calling it that yet. Like that could potentially open the door. And I like that idea. Um, and like to further go along with it, it's like there are moments of how she's so badass and like how she presents herself in the air, her arms reaching out. That mirrors Magneto a lot mm -hmm. in the X-Men. So like, oh, he's, you know, she's definitely his daughter, you know, that kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of room for possibilities with the X-Men going forward. And then I think there was something else X-Men related I was going to bring up, but I forgot. But that, that's it for me for now until I, I remember. Okay. Yeah, but like what you were saying, I think, I don't know if it was in the episode, but or sorry, something I read or heard or something, but um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure like her and her brother are mutants. And then with the whole thing with the staff that they kind of just enhanced their abilities to make them stronger and you know, so they could harness their powers a little bit easier and um definitely that kind of like very magneto vibes of her in the air and everything is and uh, magneto is one of my favorite x-men and he's mm -hmm. awesome so it'd be awesome to see um i think it'd be cool so i don't know how they would do it but if they could still keep michael fassbender as magneto i think it'd be really cool um although i think that timeline is like in the past still the x-men timeline so i don't really know how it's going to work for me when it comes to these different brands technically right with fox yeah. and whatnot in my mind it's kind of like the head cannon thing where it's like okay x-men by fox could technically exist in the mcu because mm -hmm. right now with spider-man 3 they've already confirmed that alfred molina who played doc ock it's his same doc ock that's coming in spider-man 3 yeah. and they're going to use some uh you know some de-aging technology to where essentially he goes in the river and he comes into these movies like something happens yeah. so i'm like well if that's sony spider-man why can't this be you know the mcu's x-men and then the other thing i remembered was a statement came out about like two months ago or three that deadpool 3 is going to exist in the mcu yeah so it's like they're going to do something with the X-Men one way or another. And I'm really excited to see what, what it's going to be. What if they bring... So Deadpool 3, like, they're keeping that R rating. You know, they're still mm -hmm. keeping the theme of Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. Yeah. But what, what if they bring him in on some of the other mainstream MCU movies? And then, you know, the whole fourth wall thing, he's like, oh, this is a PG-13 movie. Let me just censor myself throughout the yeah. whole thing. You know, and that's like one of his gags throughout the movies. Mm -hmm. I can see them doing that. Yeah, but, uh, that'd be interesting. Um, another thing, like Venom, they want to have uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man in one of his movies, and then didn't they say uh, Tobey Maguire is going and Andrew Garfield is going to be in one of the Spider-Man movies? All that stuff. I I think so. I think that's the whole thing with Spider-Man Three is that they're going to be right. Yeah, it's not confirmed. it's confirmed. No, so I I'm ninety percent positive that they're going to be in the movie they're just keeping it so under wraps because i'm like how can you bring in alfred molina's doc ock without toby mcguire right or uh, or even uh andrew garfield's uh shocker that, uh, or electro that's jamie fox and they're bringing him in yeah. for that mm -hmm. movie so two other uh spider-man franchises and they're in there um and then another report came out that apparently uh, in the Andrew Garfield movies, he had a stunt double, right? Obviously, he can't yeah. do everything himself. His stunt double was seen on the Tom Holland set. And so people were like, does that mean Andrew Garfield's on set? There's no pictures except yeah. for the stunt double. Um, 
So I am so, I'd be so happy if they brought in all three. And I'm just waiting for them to be like that classic meme where they're all pointing at each other. Like I exactly. want that shot. <laughs> yeah. They, do we know the release order of these movies? So like is Doctor Strange coming up before Spider-Man 3 or do we not even know those details? We yet? do know. Let's see Phase 5, I believe. Let me see. Phase 5 MCU. So we got Black Widow is coming up first. Then the Multiverse of Madness. And then Spider-Man sometime after that. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. There's so many things. Yeah. Um, look, Spider-Man 2023. Uh, where's Doctor Strange at? Of course, Warlock. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Because I, there's like thirty properties on this list. Because if Doctor Strange comes out first, I have a theory. Okay, yeah. So we got um, Falcon, Winter Soldier, then Eternals, Shang Chi, WandaVision, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, then Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Don't forget about Around. She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then Thor, Love and Thunder as well. So the, the next Spider-Man is No Way Home. That's the yeah. official title. So what Perfect. if we have the Doctor Strange movie, which introduces the whole idea of the multiverse into the MCU, right? And then mm-hmm. Spider-Man, somewhere in that movie, gets thrown into the multiverse, and maybe that's all we see of him, right? And then mm-hmm. his yeah. movie picks up at that point, and he's going through these different, you know, universes essentially. Time, yeah, universes. Timeline, yeah. Um, because if if Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, you know, villain is in there, and then also uh, Tobey Maguire's, you know, with Doc Ock, that kind of makes sense that they're kind of bringing in their two franchises, either stories or villains, and, and then the heroes into one movie that could be really interesting. Um, mm. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm thinking of past post credit scenes of movies. Um, for example, I don't know if it was the Doctor Strange one, but I remember there was a uh, a post credit where he's talking to Thor. Yeah, Doctor Strange. But um, that scene was for the next Thor movie. It had nothing to do with Doctor Strange specifically as a movie. Yeah. So I'm guessing that maybe. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are on set for for Spider Man. Maybe there's a certain scene in there that they need to uh, record, but then they incorporate that into Doctor Strange, like an actual moment in the movie, mm-hmm. or or vice versa. That that's just my guess, you know, because they they've done that before. I mean, it makes sense with the title No Way Home that Spider Man would be like stuck, S- stuck, you know? yeah. Because like we had Far From Home, which you know he's all the way across the world or whatever. Um, no way home implies that like well he can't just chuck it back to you know to new he's, york or wherever you know he's gonna need the, you need the help of some sorcerer supreme so yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking that'd be that's interesting i don't know i'm excited yeah. I, I like the where, where it's going you know i mean because one of the things i've been curious about is where they're going to take marvel after thanos right because thanos mm-hmm. seemed like like everything led up to that moment you know, yeah. everything that had happened prior led up to there. And All those now, movies. 
Yeah, and that event has now passed. So where do we go? Do we build up to another big baddie? Or and who would that be? I'm sure some people know. Again, I'm not a comic person, so I don't know. Yeah, but... there are like three other big Marvel villains mm-hmm. that we can throw in. Like there's this guy who sits in a chair, he's like his body's like is his head. It's it, I don't know his oh, name. Oh, um Modoc. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah. then the other one, uh Galactus mm-hmm. from Silver Surfer. Yeah. Or a really popular one that I'd be all for, uh, which would incorporate the Fantastic Four really well, is Doctor Doom. Yes, dude, I want Doctor Doom so bad. Yeah, d- despite him, like you know, at least from my uh, understanding of the character, he's not as all powerful as let's say Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet or Galactus, right? But I know in some comic storylines. He's a pretty big baddie. Like a lot of people have to team up against him. Like he, like don't underestimate him, kind of thing. He he will do some batshit damage. Yeah, like I've looked at so many like tier lists of villains in in, in Marvel. Um, because the MCU, the films, they kind of change up the power dynamic and stuff like that. And so, but if you're going like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd call it canon, but um, in the comics, yeah, I mean Thanos. As the Titan, he's already pretty powerful, uh, but with the Infinity Gauntlets, the Infinity Stone, I should say, uh, with all six stones, I mean, he's uh, invincible, basically. Um, but Doctor Doom, though, I mean, what makes him so powerful, he's like one of like the top smartest people on Earth. Um, and then he has the ability to control electricity, he has ability, like, he doesn't, he also doesn't care about anything, so he'll kill no matter who's in his way. His sole purpose is to be the most powerful being on Earth. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who gets in his way. And so, um, you know, of course, with I, I really wanted to see with Black Panther is because um, he's a big villain uh, against Black Panther and um, with Claw. He works with Claw a lot. But of course, Claw, spoiler alert, died in a Black Panther solo movie. So it's like, okay, well, we don't really get to see that because the big thing is Claw. Uh, in the comics breaks into Wakanda and then that's how T'Chaka T'Challa's dad dies and then that's how he becomes the new Black Panther in the comics. Mm. Of course it was a little bit different in the movies but um, I was hoping to see Doctor Doom sometime and so of course with the passing of Chadwick Boseman who knows what direction Black Panther 2 is going to go. I still think that you know um, I I think it's going to be Shuri becoming Black Panther and I think she could still possibly have a fight with dr doom and maybe that's how they bring in the fantastic four i think that'd be really cool mm-hmm. so we'll see maybe they they need to, they need to have ryan reynolds there as yeah. as deadpool when they bring in the fantastic four exactly like, hey, yeah. there's something about you that you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's their way of introducing the x-men it's like that'll be deadpool's first appearance introducing fantastic four inadvertently introducing x-men <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Be great. So yeah, WandaVision was great. And Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what they'll what they'll do. I mean, cuz WandaVision as a show, that was it. That was like a single run thing, right? There's not they're not yeah. doing seasons or anything. It was done. Correct. As implied by the the title of the final episode. So, I'm curious where if they're going to do anything else with that storyline or if WandaVision just set up wanda's place in the future you know movies that sort of thing i think that's what it what it did is just kind of set her up and we're just kind of getting ready to be in that the multiverse of madness that whole thing that whole you know weird creepy spells the magic it's i think that's just a big setup for that and it's kind of like here you go 
Let's see what we can do with if people liked it. We'll continue to go heavy with the magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Speaking of uh, Disney Plus stuff, I just want to mention that we are two days away from the Bad Batch. Super stoked. Two days, but technically like one day, like tomorrow night at midnight. Yeah, midnight. Yeah. Then that'll be. Oh, I'm so excited. Sorry, I just had to throw it out there. Uh, Christian, in case it wasn't obvious, Jeff is a big <laughs> Clone Wars era fan, just as a am I. Fan, uh, but... but yeah, we're you know we're big, we're big on Star Wars, but he really loves like the Clone Wars uh, era. Yeah, when we went to go film, I was the, the was that, that Saturday, and I was like, oh yeah, I got the uh, Commander Wolf uh, figure from Black Series. So yeah, and then you were like. <gasps> I would like to get, which is going to be impossible now, but the sixth scale sideshow figure. Yeah, and that's, I've it's, been looking, it's expensive. Yeah, it's like 700 bucks or something, or probably mm-hmm. more, because of course probably they don't more. make them anymore, so. Um, yeah. Maybe they'll re-release it. They've re-released Rex and Cody a few times. Maybe, maybe if Wolf is in Bad Batch or another mm-hmm. show, they'll re-release it. And yeah, because Sideshow did Cody, I don't know, many years ago, and then now Hot Toys did it, which is the one I showed you guys. Um, so hopefully, I mean, if, I mean, it's not like Cody's been in any other films since then, but hopefully they do. I think the the big characters, you know, they're going to, and they have like a 501st figure coming out. They have um, a couple of Jet Troopers, I think, and mm-hmm. I think there's rumors of maybe an ARC Trooper or something like that. So I think we'll start getting like, all the different commanders and captains and all that kind of stuff. I hope we'll see some of them in Bad Batch or something because a lot of their storylines I feel like are kind of left unresolved. You mm-hmm. know, it's like what I mean, especially Wolf leading into Rebels, but uh, even like you know what happened to some of these other commanders out there. You know? Yeah, and Gregor. Yeah, and Gregor. What? How? I want to see Delta Squad. I don't know. That's I just love all of them. They're great. Maybe we'll get yeah. them one day. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. I'm just super excited. So, <laughs> well, well, speaking of speaking of Star Wars, um, do you guys have? I know it's it's so hard. Like, I mean, like I'm, my my thing is I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and so if you ask me to pick a favorite thing of Lord of the Rings, it's really hard. So, I'm, I'm, for Star Wars, I know you guys are big Star Wars fans, like you mentioned. Do you guys have a favorite film, show, property of Star Wars, uh, and then? going off of that favorite scene what are favorite things about star wars uh i'm terrible at picking favorites um i will say something that's your top yeah so like my favorite my my favorite property is clone wars right i love that show so much um in terms of like the the skywalker saga or just the movies that have been released Mm -hmm. that are non-animated um probably revenge of the sith just again because if you piggyback that off of clone wars huge implications there like it's a big Mm -hmm. big moment uh and and kind of going off of that favorite moment like order 66 and especially in clone wars order 66 was so just it was everything i wanted it to be uh i had trouble sleeping that night after that episode because i just i was so like in that moment um Mm -hmm. so probably that because like if you watch the clone wars all the way from the beginning um and you get up to that point of Order 66 with Rex and Ahsoka. That's a really emotional moment. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I like that that specific moment a lot. What about you, Dom? 
Yeah, man. Just just like how you said it, it's hard to to pick a moment. I would say in terms of the films, probably episode three. Um, I remember when that movie came out. I you know we were all kids, and I remember when my dad went to go take me to, to the movie and it was just so dramatic and i remember even the trailers it was like whoa like this is so crazy right and i remember this concept art was released uh, i don't know if you guys have seen it but essentially it's anakin in the darth vader suit but without the helmet and he's got the cape he's got like the dark suit he's got a red lightsaber and in my mind just like play imagination right just like whoa like he's gonna wear the suit before he like has the mask i I was going to be so blown away by that had it happened, but it didn't, unfortunately. Um, And in terms of eras, I just like Jeff, I really love the Clone Wars era. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of stories there that have yet to be told. And I remember that was really a big part of my childhood because of the Battlefront games, the original ones. Um, You know, I play those a lot as a kid. Um, But aside from that, I really love Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, just that whole era, not, not just the games themselves, but also just that whole era, these ancient Sith Lords, these whole factions and whatnot, right? And the yeah. more of the, the lore, the history behind all these characters. I really love that era. Um, and I wish it would even go more into like the ancient, like predating the, you know, KOTOR stuff. Like there's a novel that I have that takes place like 30,000 years before episode one. Yeah. Where the where the Jedi were called the Jedi, and they had swords instead of light yeah, instead yeah. of lightsabers, and I'm like, that's fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and in terms of favorite character, I got a few, but I'll I'll just name my two: Darth Revan and Jango Fett. Um, yeah, I, I could have guessed that, <laughs> knowing knowing you. Yeah, I yeah. mean, heck, right here behind me, I got a little Jango Fett shrine. <laughs> yeah, I see you. I see. I see little Jango Fett right there, standing right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and then for for me, when it comes to things, I wish to kind of change or steer away from. I'm kind of tired of the Imperial Rebel era of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Star Wars Rebels TV show, I loved it, but for me, at the same time, like let's kind of move away from this stuff, right? Um, and I'm really looking forward to what they do more with these other shows. Like, there's Acolyte that's going to come out. That's like the High Republic and whatnot. I'm like, that's cool. Let's do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm definitely very over the Galactic Civil War stuff. But the thing is, even with that, is when it's done well, it, it's really good. Like, I love Rogue One personally. Right? Yeah, me and too. I love the the portrayal and, and like that era, um, or like how they what they did in that era. Um, you know, it's like the the classic Skywalker saga part of the Galactic Civil War. The, you know, stormtroopers are just cannon fodder, that sort of thing. Like, eh, it's not that great. But, like, stuff like The Mandalorian, too, which isn't that really in the Galactic Civil War, but still deals with those elements. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You know, like, because you can take that era and make it into this really gritty, like, Civil War era. It's, it's yeah. Civil War. So, you know... Uh, it just has a lot of those cool like, but I really love the Clone Wars a lot because it's just the, the grandiose, the the clones and everything, and I don't know, it's really cool. I kind of wish I'm not a big fan of the sequels; they're just not for me, right? Uh, just not my era. I've kind of yeah. accepted that, whatever. Um, but I almost kind of wish they would build up that era a little more, but like mm-hmm. not in the style that was portrayed in the movies, mm-hmm. because like when you look at the First Order, right? 
if you thought that the Empire were Nazis in space, the First Order are Nazis in space. Like, they are, you know, I mean, in The Force Awakens, right, Hux is giving his speech, and they are just like, you know, they didn't do the right arm out, but they did the left arm salute, right? Like, yeah. the, the imagery, like, clearly 1940s Germany, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's so much potential with that. And I, we kind of got it in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, because uh, on that... I don't know the planet. There's snow everywhere. They're being occupied by the First Order. You know, they're knocking on doors, you know, oh, pulling yeah. people out, murdering people. Like, I was like, oh, this is great. This is, like, really gritty. Like, the the First Order has, like, occupied this town. And, you know, they're... I don't know. Something about that I really like. And I wish they would do more of that. Because otherwise in the movies, it they were just pointless. You know, they yeah. were all just terrible and... I would like to see them build that up a bit more. And I almost think they could redeem that era for people like me who just weren't overall big fans of those movies. Um, because, like, the Galactic Civil War era was also kind of similar, right? If you just look at the movies, it's kind of like whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But once they build it up and, you know, you have characters like Thrawn and you have, like, what they did with the Empire. You have um, just all of these other stories that they do... It really, it not like redeems that era, but it, it really changes your view on it and expands on it. Versus right now, like, yeah, we have a few books in, you know, the, um, what's that era called? Uh, not the, the era of resistance or whatever the Disney called it. Um, you know, we don't really have a lot though. Just the books, some comics, and then the movies, yeah. which are... I, I have negative feelings on them. So, I, yeah, you you bring up an interesting point because I'm even thinking about it right now. Like, what's so different between our understanding of the First Order era versus the Galactic Civil War? The movies have been out for like 40 years, and then even since then, in that first decade, I would assume they were making comic books, uh, novels, right? You said Thrawn, other stuff, the New Jedi Order with the Yuuzhan and all that stuff. Like, there's decades worth of material that have built upon that era for sure. Now we're we're in the history making moment of Star Wars, where it's a brand new era of movies, new characters and whatnot. There's not a a whole lot out there. Resistance, the the animated show, did come out. I wasn't a big fan of that one. I thought it was way too childish for, for a show and. Jeff and I spoke about this once before, but uh, Christian, I had made the comment of like, the way these characters act in the show, I cannot see that on a big screen. Like, yeah, it, you wouldn't see these people in Star Wars acting this way. Like, it's just weird. But anyway, um, I, I think that's just the thing about Star Wars right now is that there's not enough material to build off of it. Maybe that will change. You know, there's still comic books coming out for even teasing the fact of like Exegol, Palpatine was already there when he was Emperor. Yeah. Darth Vader went there. So it's like they're they're building upon that lore a little bit more. But I think the fact of how the movies were made, there was no consistency in storytelling, a lot of behind the scenes drama with directors getting fired, let go, whatever. It's leaving a sour taste in the fan base's mouth. And that's sad, you know. It, it really sucks. Out of the three, I really like um, Force Awakens. I think that was a beautiful launch into this new era of Star Wars, but then it just went off off the rails a bit. Yeah, um, I would say the same thing. It's 
it does kind of put a sour taste. And and for me, I was thinking about the other day that um, times it's like I haven't been really watching like the main uh, the main you know franchise the main movies for star wars you know it's it's for whatever reason it's i kind of tend to go off to the the smaller stuff like you mentioned like the the books and the comics and stuff like that um especially with the newest stuff like i would say force awakens probably probably my favorite of the three um i really like rogue one han solo was a fun movie for me i, I enjoyed that it's a fun movie but um yeah i'm hopefully with all these new shows that are coming out that it, it kind of puts a new perspective we get some more of that information that you know that was lacking in the in the previous or we're just getting new stories that uh to continue off of you know just little touched on characters little touched on stories like you said with bad batch and which is exciting and we're getting so many other shows so I'm, I'm excited for that too i definitely think we need to explore the earlier eras of star wars like beyond the high republic which i mean i have not read any of that stuff but i feel like it's kind of a poor excuse for going you know before the skywalker saga like we need to go back to the old republic and that's a like you want to talk about how much potential like the clone wars era has in terms of like you know it's a war that spanned a few years there's a lot of stories you could tell there if you go back to the old republic it's the same thing you know it's yeah. a ton of just battles and politics and conflict uh but you know instead of clones and droids and whatnot it's like jedi and sith essentially right like yeah i think there's so much that you could do with that era and i would like to see them go there a bit more too but well just like in our own history we kind of tend to only focus on like historical movies about wars and politics it's always about world war ii i mean we have so much more history we have so much um just in our own country's history we have the civil war revolutionary war we have american indian wars we have so many different wars it just only touch on one specific thing, like you said, the Clone Wars. And um, like Dom was saying, uh, like that time 30,000 years ago was like, because I heard my cousin told me about it. He read a book and talking about how the Jedis use, you know, actual swords before lightsabers. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I just think about like almost kind of like a medieval style knight, but it's a Jedi and he has the force or whatever, you know, carnation of that energy at that time. And that'd be awesome to see basically be a samurai <laughs> yeah yeah and even like with that novel um they didn't call the force I, I well i think the force was it was a term but light side dark side those weren't the terms it was like bokeh or something like that and something else for light and dark side and they didn't even have hyperspace travel they just did the old-fashioned way just like just cruise into space and it was just like oh my god this is so ancient but it's so great <laughs> yeah man um, I kind of want to move off of Star Wars and nerdy stuff real quick. Uh, we'll take a, a brief intermission if this isn't just our last topic for the day, which it might be, uh, because I, it, our thoughts on coffee, Christian, you you proposed this topic. I want to I want to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, so okay, well, do you guys drink coffee regularly or it's at all or every whatever? day? That, that's twice a day. Yeah. Okay. At least. Dom, what about you? No, I, I, I don't like the smell, don't like the taste. Um, I, I know when Jeff needs his cup of coffee, it's like four in the afternoon or even early in the morning. I've worked with him enough to know that he needs his coffee. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, this is, without, this is Jeff without coffee today. I want to make clear, I don't, I'm not addicted, I don't need it. I've gone without coffee before, I'm totally fine. But man, does it just make my afternoon a lot better. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that, like that, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Sounds like you need it. It it is. Look, when you get to work, okay, especially when you have to work evenings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cup of coffee, like uh, of course it gives you energy, but it's just one of those things that like I like, and so when I have something that I like, it just makes everything better, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. I got to do all these things that, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's work, right? As is the definition. But I have this drink that I enjoy. So it's going to make the whole experience a lot better. Yeah, definitely. I can understand that. Because I would drink coffee in the mornings when I would have a morning shift at Fresno State. And it might help for 20 minutes. And then it was it was just back to feeling sleepy. But when I used to work night shift, I worked 8 to midnight at Fresno State in the library. And I would go up to Starbucks right before it closed. It closed like at 8.30, 9 o'clock. And um, I'd go get whatever coffee it was, and I drink it. And I'm like, oh man, the night's so much better. It's very relaxing. But the thing with that is just the caffeine, and then drinking soda is the caffeine. And so I was trying to find something, you know, to kind of get off the caffeine. And I've read so many things that um, Jeff, I don't know if you experienced this, or Dom, just drinking soda or anything with caffeine, just uh, with anxiety or jitters and stuff like that. That was a big thing for me. Yeah, um, yeah, that that was a big thing for me. Um, I went to go see a therapist about a year and a half ago and for anxiety. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are you, what's your diet? And then yeah. she told me that the human body should really only consume about 15 grams of sugar a day. I looked up a can of soda. I'm like, oh, this is double that. Crazy. Yeah. So, I, oh, continue. Continue. Well, I was just going to, I was just going to introduce this product, but go ahead before, before. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I have not experienced that, but I have classically not been affected as much by caffeine i don't feel like um i mm-hmm. i don't drink soda anymore generally uh just um, you know water and and, and, and coffee and, and some alcoholic beverages right so not a lot of caffeine yeah. there um when i drink coffee i i definitely can feel the energy sometimes i feel like i want to do something i want to move around uh, generally mm-hmm. coffee just makes me more productive you know yeah. um I, I'm otherwise a pretty, like my resting heart rate is like between 58 and like 60 something, yeah. you know, like I very calm person calm. most of the time. So coffee just like brings it up a little bit. It's like, oh, cool. I have energy now to like, I want to go and, and be, be productive. Yeah. It just um, kind of focuses you up. Yeah. Anytime I've experienced jitters, I, I, I think it's just like low blood sugar <laughs> yeah you know uh because like I, i've always felt like i need to eat something with coffee for generally definitely um, and that really helps because otherwise yeah like it, it can feel like i'm just like ooh, i i feel a little unstable you're like you on know? edge yeah so yeah and so you know i mean i don't know like i had i mean because you can read something about like coffee t- people talk about like oh coffee's a drug and i think definitely if you have to rely on it it can be but if it's just something that you kind of like, oh, I just use it for whatever this period of time and it helps me the, such a big deal with it. But I just wanted something for myself a little bit healthier and stuff. So there's this thing called, uh, let's see, get this in the shot here, mud water. Kind of hard to see, but it's in like this tin can, not crazy um, advertising on it, but it has masala chai, so black tea, ginger, Cloves, nutmeg, black pepper, cacao, lion's mane, cordyceps, shaga, reishi, cinnamon, turmeric, and Himalayan salt. All these ingredients. Um, and so it's supposed to help like your digestion, uh, help like calm your mind, help with uh, blood flow, all these different things. And so, um, and it's funny because they even advertise like 
that your like sleeping will be better because it kind of brings down uh, your heart rate like when you're trying to sleep and it just calms you down and i've definitely felt that because i stopped drinking caffeine for a good almost week and a half two weeks and just drinking this and i mix in um mix in with milk um i started with like a little bit of maple syrup for the sweet uh, and then i took that out and then i've been putting collagen because i have uh one of my knees the the joint just rubs on it on itself because there's a lack of cartilage in there so collagen helps produce more cartilage and it's good for your skin and your hair all that kind of stuff and uh, i feel 10 times better like before uh, like i would wake up i'm like i don't even remember dreaming about anything and then now i can every day like i remember my dreams vividly and i don't know it's not just specifically with this drink it's a whole lifestyle change you know exercising all that kind of stuff but it definitely not drinking soda uh, on a regular basis you know a couple times a week or whatever it is and just trying to drink something that's a little bit healthier is a game changer i can definitely attest to not drinking soda that's it's great it's a great life change uh, yeah. for a, a multitude of reasons for like your actual health obviously your, your normal body but then also like uh your teeth right because like Huge. soda is such a, a terrible thing for your teeth not only the sugar but the carbonation wears down on your enamel and stuff yeah um so definitely a great life change. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, it's a great thing. They have a huge customer base and I don't think they need any more uh, uh, advertising, but it's just something cool. And uh, it tastes, tastes pretty good. Yeah. Coffee. I like the smell. I just don't like the natural, you know, taste of coffee. I have to put a lot of stuff in it. Have you had it. good coffee though? I've qualified good coffee. So I'm half Portuguese. And so we have amazing coffee. So there's a co specific coffee. It's called a galang. So it has milk and, you know, it's just delicious. That's good coffee. I've had uh, espresso, Portuguese espresso, Italian espresso, delicious. But American Starbucks, it's a lot of sweeteners. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I, if you yeah, if you choose to put those things in your coffee, I get it. I, I yeah. like to put creamer in my coffee. I, yeah, I, yeah. I love black coffee just the same, but creamer definitely helps. Like, it's better. Yeah. Like I drank black coffee just for a couple years, um, and then I was like, I'm bored of this. I want like something else in there. Mm -hmm. But I've also made like really good uh, like pour over French press, like okay. these more refined methods of making coffee other than mm -hmm. just a pot. Um, and when you make coffee that way and you do it, you know, with the correct ratios and stuff, it's a completely different experience. And it's, yeah. it's really good, um, but it's more work. So I just you know, I don't do that a lot because <laughs> I just yeah. want my, my drink. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of like knowing because especially with like specifically coffee, beer and whiskey, because there's so many different ways to, uh, I guess, harvest the minerals and the different ingredients for it and how to prepare and everything like that. And all the way down from the whole process is very interesting to me. And so with coffee, there's so many different uh beans you can get and there's so many different ways to prepare it so many different ways to heat it to grind it all these different things and that's something that really interests me and so um that's the one thing i don't think i would steer away from coffee 100 because i want to like learn more about that just the way i like to learn about different brews for beer and different distilleries for whiskey and stuff like that so yes both of those things are very good too <laughs> yeah. don what's your my, take i was gonna say my only take on this aside from my earlier comments, you know, I don't drink it because I don't like the taste or smell of it, is 
you guys are reminding me of that scene from the New York Godzilla movie from 98 where those European guys, they get coffee and the one guy drinks like, oh, you call this coffee? And the other guy's like, yeah, it's American (laughs) or something like that. That's all I got to say. The funny thing about American coffee, I always I like to joke about, you know, an Americano, right? Mm -hmm. As far as I understand it, you know, is created in the United States, right? Because uh, they brought over like some Italian coffee or some something happened with, with someone drank, you know, like some Italian espresso. And it was too strong for them. So they're like, let me just pour a ton of water in this. It's, that's literally all an Americano is. It's just a water mixed with coffee, right? And I, just, I think it's so funny. It's just like, ah, stupid Americans just can't. They don't like the real thing. Or just like, ah, let's just water it down. And, you know, I will say water can bring out different flavors in coffee, right? That's not a, a putting water in coffee is not bad uh same thing with like whiskey if you put water in it it can change the flavor bring some different flavor profiles out so it is a genuine tactic for for flavoring but with americano it's literally just trying to dilute it and it makes me sad which it's okay that's how you like your coffee that's awesome however you like coffee is great however you like whiskey is great you drink it how you like it that's awesome yeah i just think it's funny (laughs) yeah it definitely it definitely is funny because i have a friend he's uh from from italy and um and he's our age, and he's been living here since he was about 12, 13. And, uh, and his biggest complaint is like, oh, you Americans with your coffee, it's always watered <laughs> down. And it's like, he was telling me about, it's like we would go to, in, in Italy, we just go to the uh, the coffee shop, and everybody just grabs an espresso, takes a shot, and just goes on their way back to work or whatever they're doing. And and I'm like, I was like, I had, you know, people sit in a coffee shop in America for like an hour drinking their coffee. And he's like, I don't understand. That's ridiculous. And so I'm just like, I... Well, yeah, because that... That's a very interesting point about like how coffee is in different regions of the world, and especially in Italy, from what I understand. Like uh, in Italy, they they won't they will not serve coffee with any sort of uh, milk product past like the morning, basically. Um, and I watched a video on this. Uh, it's, it's a fairly broadly seen video, so this isn't like a you know strange fact, but it's like that's possibly due to something where. Italians are generally more lactose intolerant than some other regions of the world. Like in the United States, we like milk is a very staple part of our diet for most people, right? Um, so even though like technically all humans are lactose intolerant, we have built up a tolerance for lactose more so than say somewhere in Italy where milk is not a very uh, staple part of their diet. And so when you add it to coffee, it's great, but they can really only have a little bit of it. And so they just kind of do it in the morning and then that's it. Um, but like, as you mentioned, like, yeah, just take a shot and go on. Like, it's just a, a normal, like, part of that culture more so than here. And that also goes with, like, with espressos. There's a whole thing with espressos. They die after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so somebody who is, like, from Italy is probably very much just like, why would you drink coffee beyond, you know, like, the first... 30 seconds it exists exactly you know? yeah, yeah. Um, just different cultures it's, it's very interesting i i agree I, I enjoyed diving into that stuff so definitely i mean i, I took a, a marketing class and we learned about uh we had to present on different like restaurants from different regions and one of the we had to talk about like oh like i've been to a mcdonald's in, in portugal and they serve soup there um which mm-hmm. is really interesting and then so we talked about like that so it's really interesting you know going to the commercial and business side of it how they kind of cater 
that they know how, you know, what each region likes, how they like it. So they kind of cater it to the different uh, cultures. And it's, I think a lot of times we can get, get stuck in what we know and not realize that other cultures and even in our own country or even in just California in itself, there's people who do things differently. Oh well, yeah. I mean, in the, the funny thing about the United States is that like every state, it has its own culture, its own, like its own Definitely. food, its own politics, right? Like, here in California, we we have we have pretty good Mexican food, you know, because we have a lot of immigration happening here in California from from Mexico. Um, yeah. But if you go to the East Coast, if you talk to anybody who's lived in the the West Coast and they go to the East Coast, they will tell you there's no good Mexican food there. Like it just, yeah. it, it's impossible. You know, I have family who have moved there and come back, and they're like one of the best things about coming back to California is that we have really good Mexican food, right? And it's just different cultures, right? You, you go to uh, Texas, you have the great, you know, southern area, the southern barbecue, right? Mm. You'll find a lot of great southern barbecue here in California. We we just yeah. don't do that here, you it's know. Um, it's just it's really interesting, that, yeah, the different cultures and food. And, and there's some things in other countries like that they have at uh, like McDonald's and stuff. Where I'm like, oh, I wish we had that here. You mm -hmm. know, or like different. It's not like uh, in France, I think. Maybe not. It might not be France. At Burger King, they have the chicken nuggets that they used to have here in the states. Really good. If, if yeah, if, if either of you two have had uh, Burger King when when you were at kids, they had like the chicken. They're almost like little strips. Yeah, really good. And now here in the states, there's bland. They're bland mm -hmm. little nuggets. But over in like France or somewhere over there. They have the good ones. Yeah. I wish they have them here. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because McDonald's did that. They were serving like other countries' main McDonald's dishes in the States. And so they had like the falafel dessert or something that was from Sweden. And they had this other delicious, uh, I think it was from France, I think. And it was like this sourdough bread with like it was just delicious and it was su super cool that we were able to get you know those things here yeah i wish we'd see we'd see more more of that i, I mean yeah. mcdonald's though is viewed so much differently in the states than it is in other parts of the world you know yeah, i, I feel is. like in from what i've heard in other regions mcdonald's is, is a respectable place you know it's not like here in the united states where we make fun of it because it's around every corner and it's like you know in terms yeah. of our, our scale of, of food and quality mcdonald's is the baseline it's the bottom you know definitely uh but in other countries it's like it's not the bottom but it's, it's like you know it's a little better so yeah and and i had seen pizza hut I mean, Pizza Hut regarded in the States is kind of like, yeah, it's, it's an okay pizza place, you know, whatever. You go in with wearing pajamas to get your food. But in China, they have one, and it's in a three-story building or something like that. And people make reservations six months in advance, and they wear tuxedos to go to it. I'm like, wow. What? What for like, a freaking Pizza Hut? Yeah, and they serve, like, duck on the pizza. It's, like, super, like, a four-star restaurant or something in China. I'm like, wow. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going. That's my first place I'm going when I go to China. Go to Pizza Damn. Hut. It, it's funny that you pizza mentioned Hut. Pizza Hut. Um, back in, like, my early college days, I had a friend and we were talking about like pizza and whatnot and he lives in um in like denver no greeley colorado i think mm -hmm. and uh, i was telling him about like me and ed's pizza and he's like what's that and i'm like never heard of me and ed's he's like 
you don't got that here. <laughs> hmm. And so that just opened my eyes that certain restaurants or even chains in general, they're not all over the place as much as you think they are. Um, and then, dang, I was going to say something else. I completely forgot, man, I'm getting old. I'm already pushing through. Yeah. And I'm forgetting stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting things. Oh, now I remember, uh, even with like marketing, how they have to cater to certain demographics and whatnot. Yeah. Um, for Bobby Salazar, Mexican restaurant, maybe not fully authentic, but it still tastes pretty good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you would think that they would have that classic Mexican Jaritos drink, like that soda one. Some of them in here in town, they don't have it. And yeah. my wife was really disappointed. And she's like, why don't you have it? And they're like, it wasn't a hot seller. And I'm like, well, if you consider the part of town that we're going in, it's mostly white. You're not going to, you're not really catering to the Mexicans in this that's, part of town. That's true. So yeah. it's interesting when you start thinking in perspective, like, okay, yeah, there's something here, but are they offering everything that he can? Probably not. Yeah, and, and business is business, right? So you you offer what makes money and what doesn't make money. You have to shelf because then you don't make money. You know, you're buying mm -hmm. product that you're not selling. That's that's wasted money, but that's also wasted product, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, going. It's good that they don't have me and Eds everywhere. We don't need more me and Eds. Yes, we need more more than pizza. Stop. No. Yeah, that I had that place with the first time maybe back in march and i had a second time a couple weeks ago Man, that stuff is good i'm gonna go since we're on the topic of pizza i'll end, I'll end this podcast by saying i am i i like little caesar's pizza okay i like so their I. pizza a lot you okay. get their extra most best pizza pay an extra dollar over the default it's really good it's better than it's better than Domino's. okay but y'all people pay 20 bucks for a Domino's pizza, you talk about pizza that Overrated. tastes like cardboard, and you say that Domino's is Domino's is better, and you're paying for delivery on that. I go to Little Caesars get a seven dollar pizza. It's fantastic. It's perfect. Like Domino's and Little Caesars, I feel like are on the same exact level, but Domino's you pay two to three times as much. I don't understand it. I I cannot get behind it. I like Domino's too. Don't get me wrong. Domino's is it's okay right it's good i like a lot of pizza but it's still pretty like it's on that level of like the cardboard scale on pizza it's it's mm. cardboard right little caesar's mm -hmm. too but little caesar's is still it's better it's cheaper and they got the, the pizza yeah. portal which is like thumbs up on that I love so nice. that convenience factor is through the roof little caesar's is killing it so i said it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the price you get for the pizza makes it better than Domino's. That's absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about your value, and that, me, it just it just puts it up there. Little Caesars yeah. is great seven dollar pizza. Domino's is poor twenty dollar pizza. You know, exactly. it's like they, the prices the price doesn't match with Domino's, but it matches well with Little Caesars. And I don't care that they're using cheap ingredients or whatnot. Like, yeah, I know. Like, if I want a place that's using, like, good ingredients, I'll go to, like, Di Chico's or something, you know? Yeah. Like, get a, a great pizza. I'm getting Little Caesars because it's cheap, I know. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, there's my rant. Dom, you want to weigh in on the pizza argument? I love more than pizza. It was introduced to me back in college. It was a little mom-and-pop shop uh, here, here in Clovis. And, and, then, uh, and then a couple years ago, they opened a Fresno location. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, it's so soft. I'm not a big fan of the grease, but damn, it is so good. The crust, 
so soft. It's a, it's a lot of pepperoni. Oh, man. I remember at the time, four guys had a hard time finishing their extra large pizza. That's how much you're getting for it. And it's like yeah. 15 bucks, maybe a little bit more now. But number one. Number two is me and Ed's. I know, blasphemy. But I grew up with that pizza as a kid. I would say that tastes more like cardboard because the crust is really crunchy and just like kind of stale. But the flavor on top with the meat and all that stuff, I really like that. But I don't get it often these days because I feel like it's a little bit more expensive than more of the pizza. And I'd rather just get that. Um, and then Little Caesars, it's my number three choice. Uh, but I get that more often because it's cheaper and it's readily available. And that will last me a day or two. And I am content. I have been eating that for the longest time now. Way better, in my opinion, than Pizza Hut, than Domino's. I don't like going to those places. Mianet is so hit and miss. It's like you either get really good Mianet, where it's like it's got a good amount of cheese, the pepperonis are bright red, it's really good. Or you get where it's like it's been sitting out for five minutes, there's like very little cheese, it's just sauce, and the sauce mm -hmm. isn't that good. It's like, eh. There is a place, and it's out in downtown Fresno, I think it's off of like Cedar and Belmont. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's like a Mexican pizza place. And um, our buddy Robin Christian, he had told me about this place a couple years ago. And, or maybe it was Henrik. I forgot. One of the two. But anyway, basically, they have like their own custom pizza toppings. And we were like, let's get carne asada topping on pizza. And they had some other mm -hmm. things on there. Oh, my God. I was in heaven. <laughs> like that. That shit was so good. I forgot how much I spent. I don't go back to that part of town for obvious reasons. But <laughs> carne asada for a pizza topping? Oh, I'm sold. Interesting. Well, that concludes this episode of the Rogue Transmission. Thank you all for, <laughs> for checking it out. Uh, thank you, Christian, for joining us today. Uh, hopefully, we'll, thank you we'll, for having see, me. Uh, we'll see you back uh on another episode or two or three or four. Well, who knows? Um, you guys can follow us at... Hold on. Where is it? Oh, it's too, it's too big. I haven't added it to the scene. Hold on. You can follow us at Digital Century on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, everywhere, Twitch. You know, there it is. Social media doesn't work well on this scene because I made this last minute. But you can follow us there. Um, and yeah, uh, podcast every Sunday at 10 a.m. Usual things. Most terrible at any of these things. Uh, normally, I give the, the parting words to Dom, but I think it's fitting, Christian, that you give us the parting words. So what do you want to leave off for, for today? I would say I hope you guys have a wonderful and beautiful Sunday and to be prepared for this upcoming week of Star Wars. Star Wars week, May the 4th, be with you. May the 4th be with you all. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a good whatever time you're watching this.